Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this, a Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, let me tell you a bit about my co-host. Do you know that today is International Women's Day, which makes the questions arise, what is a woman? Is my friend a woman? Or as the Bee Gees went saying, is she more than a woman to me? She is the she-devil with a slingshot. She is the Khaleesi of BC. She is Drea Humphrey. How you doing there, my friend? I'm good. I haven't been erased yet. I'm still a woman. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so sad to hear that because I think that excludes you from any kind of nomination for a U.S. Supreme Court justice um, who seemed to have trouble <laughs> defining what a woman is because she's not a biologist. <laughs> I didn't know it was that complicated. <laughs> yeah. And now I have a legitimate excuse of not being first in female sports. Yeah. Um, and really, what what is the future of female sports, uh, Drea? It seems uh, that with every passing month, uh, men are being welcomed into the female fold, as I've often said, uh, unless we're talking equestrian or auto racing, you divide the sexes, twas ever thus. And right now, a biological male who says, I'm a chick, is competing with females and, um, well, uh, wiping the floor. And that's okay. You know, I'm going to be guest hosting uh, for Ezra Levent tonight, Drea, and my mm -hmm. entire monologue is really why International Women's Day and the people behind it and the people behind Feminist Incorporated they're all a bunch of disgraceful, woke wimps. They are acquiescing to less than a percent of a percent. In other mm -hmm. words, 99.99% of people know that there are two sexes, male and female, not 184 genders, a number going up every day, like inflation. And yet it's the ultimate tail wagging the dog that we have to acquiesce to this tiny minority, uh, who in my mind, uh, many of whom are mentally ill, Drea. It is a sad state of affairs. Uh, used to be the Virginia Slims uh, ad slogan was, you've come a long way, baby. Uh, not in the 21st century, I'm afraid to report. Yeah, the future's gonna look back on this era and go, what, was, what were people drinking in the water? Like, what's going on here? Um, well, I, yeah, you're right. And I, I have a lot of theories why we're seeing this. And, and it is indeed one of our topics, which we'll get to uh, soon. Uh, no surprise, Justin Trudeau, uh, he's on uh, pro-trans team. Of course he would be, yeah. that fake fraudulent feminist. Um, but in any event, before we move on to that, Drea, why don't you tell the folks what it is we're trying to do here? Well, welcome. Today, we share some of the hot and spicy daily news with you. So it's going to be a full packed show. And you also get an opportunity to join us in on the fun way into the news by doing live chat comments to us. You can do that on Rumble or Odyssey with a $5 donation and more or more, which goes to support our journalism here at Rebel News. We'll try to read all of those comments, see what you think. And it's just a great way to connect with you guys. Fantastic. 
And you're looking very resplendent in your MAGA hat. Adria, are you ultra MAGA or just regular MAGA or perhaps MAGA light? <laughs> I am pro anything to make Canada better. So whatever that category that falls in, I'm all on that team. And uh, for International Women's Day, I'm a Canadian woman. So I just thought I'd put this on. But also, I didn't get a chance to buy it. But anybody watching, I'm going to. We actually have a women's lineup. It's a limited oh. edition at the store, rebelnewsstore.com. Uh, so there's one of the shirts there right now. And I think we have really uh, nice hoodies or nice toques which i'm a fan of as well with like the female symbols and things like that so all my female ladies all my female ladies yeah so check oh here's some of the stuff here so yes. rebelnewsstore.com and this is another really fun way if you really appreciate that rebel news brings you the other side of the story and you understand that to do so that means we don't take a penny from the state to bring you the news then this is an awesome way to treat yourself and also support our journalism so rebelnewsstore.com yeah, Fantastic. Nice. Great looking stuff. Maybe I'll get something for Lady Menzide on this yeah, International Women's Day. Um, but I see here, unbelievable, um, Justin Trudeau, a.k.a. Blackface McGroper. Here's his uh, statement on uh, Twitter. And with a disturbing rise in anti-transgender hate here in Canada. By the way, let me just stop the sentence there. Is that quantifiable, Drea, in any regard? <laughs> Have you heard about transgender people being the subject of hate. I see it the other way around. I see counter-protesters at Drag yeah. Queen Storytime uh, getting physically assaulted as the police just look on. But have you come across any statistics showing that anti-transgender hate is on the rise in our dominion? Well, I've certainly come across the state-backed media implying such, uh, you know, hate against drag queens. They're saying, but you're right, we're showing what's actually happening there, who's actually being physically violent, and it's the supporters of those things. But you know, that's not always, I guess, a transgender person, really. So, no, I'm not really seeing the stats of this huge rise. The biggest spike I know of in Canadian hate category would actually be against the Catholics, still since 2021, yes. with uh, the attacks against Christian places of worship. Uh, hate crimes against Catholics went up 260%. You don't see uh, Trudeau talking about that on Christmas now, do you? No, you even see people saying, well, I understand the uh, destruction and the vandalism and the arson. Right. Absolutely. Like him. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the most overlooked, underreported story of 2021 is what happened to those Catholic churches. It's like it never happened if you follow mm -hmm. the mainstream media. But let me get back to it. So anyways, with a disturbing rise in anti-transgender hate here in Canada— and around the world recently, sure, why not? I want to be very clear about one more thing. Trans women are women. I think he means trans women are real women. That's usually how the, the saying goes. We will always stand up to this hate whenever and wherever it occurs, end quote. You know, Drea, I'm getting really sick and tired of this, you know, hypocrite calling out people who have a differing opinion as haters or racist. We saw it last week mm -hmm. when uh, Blackface said, if you have a um, contrary opinion to any Chinese Canadian MP, you are yeah. a racist, right? Even though, uh, as we, as CSIS alleges, uh, Han Dong, amongst 10 other uh, liberal MPs, are cherry-picked communist China puppets 
that have been elected in Canada under the liberal brand. But if you bring that up, uh, you are a racist. This is the biggest falsehood in the world. Trans women are women. Why is that? I don't care if you slice and dice your genitalia and you take hormone shots and you wear a dress and you put on a pair of stilettos and you talk in a higher pitch voice. At the end of the day, you are a biological man pretending to be a woman. And this son of a bitch says to us that um, this is hateful. What's hateful? Allowing men to compete with, with real women in sports? Yeah, I think that's hateful. Allowing men into female penitentiaries, one of his policies? Yeah, that is bloody damn hateful to me because you put in a rabbit fox into the uh, chicken coop to prey on all the hens. What, you know, it's so easy for him to say, Drea, from, you know, his uh, ivory tower with his 24-hour security to preach that having a differing opinion is hateful when he's not a woman at risk uh, at, say, a penitentiary or a woman playing a, uh, a sport, a sporting game. Tell me, what are your thoughts? I'm assuming you are a 100% biological woman. You sure as heck look like one to me. So you're well, probably way more qualified to weigh in on this than I am, my friend. No, we need to men the men to speak up for us as well. But um, And this is a, a prime minister with not a good track record with women. I know he identifies as a feminist and such, but he doesn't have a good track with, record with powerful women within his own uh, caucus. But I did comment on that post. I don't know if we can see it or not. But this hate, I'm assuming he's pointing out it's really just people, um, including people in the LGBTQ community, advocating for sex-based spaces, sex-based rights. That's all this is. And so I commented on there somewhere um, under Trudeau's post, but I basically said, no, uh, you know, advocating for sex-based rights is not hate. We simply don't think that a biological male who is a trans baby rapist should be put into a woman's prison with a baby unit in it. That's not hate. That's just common sense. That's logic. And that is what's happening under the liberal government in a prison in Abbotsford, for an example here. That is not hate. That is just advocating for women to have rights as well. It's that simple. And what is the genesis of this odious policy, Drea? Well, it is the prime minister himself. Uh, a couple of years ago, he was asked at a town hall meeting by a uh, Franken female, uh, why aren't uh, those who identify as women allowed to serve their time in a uh, penitentiary? And just like that, Trudeau said, yep, uh, Bob's your uncle or your aunt, as the case may be. And suddenly, without doing any kind of consultation, uh, without reaching out to Corrections Canada, you know, the people that might know a thing or two about incarceration, uh, it becomes policy. Um, you know, the funny thing is, Drea, it's not a two-way street. And by that, I mean, if you, my dear, committed an offense and were found guilty and you're going to jail, if you said to the authorities, you know what? I'm a dude. I identify as a guy. I want to go to a male penitentiary. Guess what, Drea? Request denied. Why? Mm -hmm. Do you think those guards want to be you know, working around the clock trying to prevent a gang rape, because that's what would happen. So when it comes to 
that element of safety, oh yeah, we're for your own safety, Drea, we're not going to allow you to uh, identify as a male and go to a, a male penitentiary. Meanwhile, if you are a male prisoner and about 50% of them that identify as female, oh, shockers, what are the odds? They are sex, in right? the yeah. cooler for sex offenses. Mm -hmm. Yep, go on in. And the cherry on this odious Sunday, because I've spoken to uh, some ex-female inmates at the Kitchener Penitentiary. Um, if you're concerned about your safety, you're ignored by the guards. But if you dare misgender the guy prisoner, if you call him a he, him, guess what? You're having your privileges suspended. What kind of a madhouse world are we living in? Yeah, you know, I don't know. The clown world keeps spinning every day. Uh, you know, my job is to look and understand the news. And I'm always like wanting to close my eyes and I have to keep looking. So I don't know what's going. We have another example um, here as well. I don't know. Let us know in the comments right now if you have heard of this man yet. His name is Jeffrey Marsh. He's uh, taking TikTok, uh, Instagram, um, even Twitter by storm. Here he is here. So just in time for National in, uh, International Women's Day here, posing for a sanitary napkins, menstrual napkins and or napkins and tampons brand. Okay. And I think the number one sign that you're probably not a woman is holding menstrual pads to your face and thinking it's cute. I don't think women would do that because we know it's not cute, okay? So there he is there. But what is also shocking about this, I mean, this reminds me a lot of the Daily Wire's uh, chocolate brand the uh, that they put out, Jeremy's Chocolate, in response to Hershey's going completely woke uh, for International Day and featuring a biological male who identifies as a trans woman as their... Um, you know, their main face of that chocolate bar. Um, so you guys probably have seen the, I don't know if we have a picture of it, but the chocolate bars, they they say one has the nuts. It's she or her chocolate bars and one has, or, there we go, thank you. And over 300,000 of those have sold sort of in response to this wokeness when it comes to erasing women. Um, but the other thing about Jerry Mar Jerry. Uh, Jeffrey Marsh that is inappropriate to feature him to collab with him at all is he spends a significant portion of his time online addressing other people's children and grooming them coaching them to separate themselves from their parents I think I put a clip of this just a short one we have to play this I mean this is so creepy look at this hi beautiful if you do not have a family that loves you I'm going to be your family. I am so glad you're here. It is my great honor that you're with me today. I love you so much. Do you know what I love about you? You care so much. You care about justice and fairness and the world. Your sensitivity is so beautiful. I actually think it's the best thing about you. You know what you deserve? Unconditional love, kindness, respect, I see the real you. You know, Drea, back in the 60s and 70s, that's when we started to shut down our mental institutions, our insane asylums. The idea being uh, there'd been so many pharmaceutical advancements that 
as long as the patients take their meds on a daily basis and talk about a colossal if, what could go wrong? What I'm saying is once upon, if we still had our asylum system in place, he's in a padded rubber room right now. Um, instead, I guess in certain circles, this is being embraced as diversity and inclusion and equity. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, it, you know, I almost have no words. It, 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 I'm just waiting and hoping and praying that this pendulum is going to swing back one day. I don't know how far we have to go, but um, and 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 if anyone's thinking I'm being harsh, if you think this is someone who's mentally stable, somebody who poses with a box of tampons next to his face, as you said, Drea, you're right. No real woman in her right mind uh, would do that. Well, how how is that something to be proud of? It's just a a biological necessity for a fertile woman. And my question to uh, Jeffrey Marsh is: Okay, you bought that box of tam tampons. You're posing with it. What are you using the tampon for? Because you don't get a period. You might come across as a horrible, grotesque caricature of a female, but that doesn't mean you biologically have the functions of a female. That would include getting your period and, thank God, uh, giving birth. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I can be a better woman than all other women. I think it's a bit of narcissism there. And I just want to jump back to him addressing other people's kids, because I think this is so, so wrong. And take yourself back to when you were a child and you were mad at your parents over something stupid and you vowed to never speak to them again. And you went into your room, you probably spoke to them like a half an hour later, but just remember that mental state you were in. Now these kids can go right on TikTok and this man enters their room at that very moment and says, they don't love you. I love you. Come be like me. It's sick. And also this sickness, Drea, it's permeating every element of society. Case in point, last Friday, the Toronto Raptors Basketball Club, they issued a groveling apology. This was because they put a video together with a, a, a lot of their players saying why they love women. Uh, that's fantastic, you know, because they have a, a, a women's-themed yeah. match coming up uh, later this month. But one of the players uh, praised women for being the only ones that can procreate. Uh, that's yeah, not a subjective that's a opinion. Thing. That's science. Oh, but the Raptors, what about those males out there uh, that think they can procreate? So they actually issued an apology. They scrubbed uh, the video from the Internet for just stating a scientific fact. It's kind of funny, Adria, the last three years because of the Wuhan virus, how often were we told to follow the science? Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're weird science, but when it comes to biology 101, it's impolite to suggest to men that you cannot give birth. Give me a break. It's follow the political science. Yes. Let's get this straight. It's not the science. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's in sports. Um, several weeks ago, uh, there was a Batman comic that came out. Well, guess what? The uh, Joker is trans. And, uh, oh, he got pregnant. And I couldn't wait to see how is the Joker going to give birth? Oh, he vomited up the baby, right? Oh, you know, wow. I mean, holy Dr. Frankenstein, what's happened to the comics? <laughs> I mean, like, what the point I'm making 
is that this pro-radical transgender initiative, you can't go anywhere without seeing it. And no, who who's can't. calling the shots? A percent of a percent of a percent of people who, quite frankly, are probably mentally ill, Drea. Well, gender dysphoria, you know, in the DSM, it is a mental illness. And it's it's not something to make fun of or to diminish. There are genuinely people, a very, 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 very small percentage of people who feel they're born in the wrong body. Part of the reason so many people are speaking out now is because, like you said, David, this uh, is being pushed on people all the time from as young as age kindergarten, probably younger. And that's the issue because there is a correlation between that and spikes and all of a sudden people having what, you know, rapid onset gender dysphoria. Um, at sometimes there's multiple kids in one class now identifying as non-binary or transgender. That is just not a, consistent with all the data that we have on this. Uh, condition. Uh, you're you're 100% right. And the really disturbing part, aside from the destruction of female sports and uh, women prisoners being put at risk because of males being allowed into Canadian uh, female penitentiaries, is this assault on the youth, um, lowering the age of consent in order mm -hmm. to have a sex change. You know, I uh, before I knew her, uh, Lady Menzoy told me that when she was a girl, uh, she hated girl toys. She'd pull the heads off Barbie. She'd play with the boy toys. She climbed trees. Well, back then we had a name for such a girl. She was a tomboy. Today, oh, yeah. look at that. Um, I think that's a boy trapped inside a girl's body. Um, naturally, in future years, uh, Lady Menzoy would blossom into a beautiful woman. But today, I think that behavior, Drea, mm -hmm. would justify mm -hmm. certain people to fast track a sex change operation. It trans identifies you. That's not a theory, David. That's fact. Uh, out in BC um, and much of the West, the SOGI 123 curriculum really does go to kids and say, hey, do you like this type of toy or that type of toy? And if you like this sort of spectrum, you're here and here, you may not be... Uh, what you look like on the outside, on the inside. They read kids books about um, trying to figure out who they are on the inside, whether it be a certain color that doesn't match your outside, all of the stuff that sends kids home. Even kids in my own um, extended family have come home just super confused. I won't say which member of my family came home, stressed out a child uh, in kindergarten at the time, confused about what color she was on the inside. Her mom had no clue what her child was oh. talking about, but she was so distressed over the issue. And then she found the book and realized it was just a precursor into saying, hey, you may be born in the wrong body to a five-year-old. You know, there's a term for that, uh, Drea. It's called child abuse. That's what that is. And you see these census forms being given to elementary school children. And you got the 184 genders, check the box you fall into. Imagine that. Imagine somebody, say, in grade four, and they look at this uh, shopping list and uh, say the term pansexual. You know, I think of me in grade four, I'd say, what, somebody's having sex with pans? You know, cooking utensils? I mean, Now it is. That could be a thing. <laughs> that could be a thing. <laughs> you know, it, it's outrageous. And I see here uh, J.K. Rowling who I think is a hero for taking a stance against what I call transanity. She has said 14, oh, this is radical, 
uh, Andrea, 14 is too young to decide whether to change gender. And you know, the hate online that this woman gets, even from actors in the Harry Potter series of movies who would be nobodies today if they didn't get mm -hmm. those roles, have joined uh, the woke mob. And uh, she's been, t and, and I'm sure you get this thrown at you. It's um, TERF, trans-exclusionary yes. radical feminist. It's a derogatory term, meaning that you don't accept trans women as real women. Guess what? You know what? I would wear TERF as a badge of honor. That means I'm someone who embraces, as you said earlier, common sense. Mm -hmm. Well, Rowling certainly has thick skins. She's been through this controversy before. She has a heart for children, hence her literature. She also does um, uh, volunteer work or she has organizations that help children out in big ways. So she's a child protection advocate as well as an advocate for sex-based rights. Now, when she talks about children, I always bring it back to the science. Again, they're focused on political science. But it's simple science to say that age 14 is too young to decide something that changes your body for the rest of your life. That your frontal cortex, which is responsible for reasoning, is not fully developed till around age 25. That's over 10 years too soon. I mean, when you think of how you were, were 14 or any 14-year-old, if they wanted to pick a tattoo at age 14, is that a tattoo they're going to want at age 25? Probably not. So people can get so angry about this, but it's just common sense. And the other thing I would say is, let's consider for a moment, what will happen to uh, children if they continue to transition too early, um, medically, and then they're unable to have children, essentially, you are starting to wipe out your own people that you say you advocate for. So by standing for these children to have more time before they get on these uh, medications that make them sterile, sterile or mutilate themselves, or you've seen this, I'm sure, where a woman identifies as a man and then decides later on in life they want to be pregnant, well, now they have no breasts. They'll yeah. never get to breastfeed. That breast milk coming out, it comes out when your baby cries. That's how in tune the woman's body is created to be for their baby. And that nursing, which they will never experience, increases the bond with the baby. It even helps mom. Uh, it prevents cancers for months. So, I mean, these are the decisions you're letting a 14-year-old child make who maybe feels awkward inside society and just wanted to, uh, you know, fit in into some fun, colorful rainbow club at age 14. You know, I think it's very important what you just said. Um, there might be, uh, you know, a teenager or even a preteen. They're awkward. They're depressed. They're not fitting yeah. in. And they're sold a bill of goods that, well, change your gender. Obviously, if you become a female or vice versa, everything is going to be a utopia. And they do it. And they find out, you know what? All those issues they had before, they still have it now. They're still there. And one of the um, dirty little secrets is about how many people who find out it didn't work out uh, embracing the other sex. So they have to detransition. We never hear about that, you know, because that doesn't fit into the narrative. And what you said earlier about um, age appropriateness, I mean, for goodness sakes, Drea, look at all the things in society that the mm -hmm. state orders us to abide by in terms of age appropriateness the purchase yeah. of liquor, cigarettes, lottery tickets, fireworks, mm -hmm. pornography. 
getting admission to a strip club. Well, what am I saying now with drag queen story time? I think that rule might be changed. Oh, you know, goodness. unofficially it, it, it's been changed. So all of those have stipulations. You'd have to be 16, 18 or 19, depending on the jurisdiction. Yeah, and yet, driving. yeah. And yet for transitioning um, to me, this is such a massive life change. We should allow that to be done when you're a pre-teenager, mm -hmm, uh, again, mm -hmm. all I can think of, Dre, is child abuse. And they call it affirmative care, but affirmative care would be affirming the child that they are beautiful inside and out the yeah. way they are. That's what we used to tell children. And that's why they don't have the coping skills to deal with this image they think they should be or this, this person they've fantasized in their mind. They don't uh, recover from that because they were never given the emotional skills to appreciate who they are. 100%. Oh, and one last thing about Justin Trudeau's statement. Um, you know, I, I, I often notice this, and I don't know why it is. Maybe I have to dig in a little deeper. Of course, when you try to have a discussion with radical transgender people, uh, they just scream at you and have a hissy fit. But again, trans the rights are is, human rights. Trans <laughs> rights are human exactly. rights. But the mantra, uh, blackface is repeating here, uh, trans women are women. Why doesn't he also say, and trans men are men? Um, it's always trans women are women. It's never trans men are men. I mean, I don't agree with the other statement either, but if uh, he's talking about anti-transgender hate in Canada and around the world, well, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that include hate if it existed? And I don't think it does against um, transgender men as well as transgender women. And by the way, when right. I That's say I don't point. think it, it does exist, Drea, I think a lot of the interpretation of so-called transgender hate is just referring to a man as a he, him, and a woman as a she, her, even though they identify differently. I'm sorry, that's not hatred. That is just biology 101, deal right. with it. Every type of person in every type of category can get hate. Sometimes you're hated just because you're a billionaire. Let's put it that way. Sometimes you're hated because uh, you've got acne on your face. So everybody experiences it. But you're right. You know what? I haven't really thought about that. There's so much focus on trans women rights and not yeah. really trans men. Hmm. Weird. Well, Drea, we'll uh, change gears uh, for a, another uh, slice of insanity. That would be <laughs> Extinction Rebellion. They make it so easy for us, don't they? And their mm -hmm. latest shenanigans as they try to, uh, I don't know, reverse course of the planet so we can, to paraphrase the, the Prince Lyric, party like it's 1699. Uh, in the meantime, we got to run uh, an ad and uh, we'll be right back, folks, after this. I am speaking to you at a moment of grave crisis, when violent and fanatical men are attempting to destroy the unity and the freedom of Canada. But after weeks of dangerous and unlawful activities, after weeks of people being harassed in their neighborhoods and small businesses forced to close, democracy flourishes in Canada. We don't always agree, and that's okay. Because individual liberty is cherished in Canada. Our government will always 
defend freedom of expression and freedom of peaceful assembly. It has now been demonstrated to us by a few misguided persons. After evidence of increased ideologically motivated violent extremism activity across the country. Just how fragile a democratic society can be. It became clear that local and provincial authorities needed more tools to restore order and keep people safe. These are matters of the utmost gravity, and I want to tell you what the government is doing to deal with them. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The public's legitimate right to know why the government proclaimed an emergency and whether the actions it took were appropriate. It is our view that there was no justification whatsoever to invoke the Emergencies Act. It's so tough to watch. There's no reason for that. They were literally running the horses through the crowd. The police came straight to me and he targeted me and he, he, he took his gun of tear gas and he actually shot me directly in my legs. Was it worth invoking the Emergencies Act, ma'am, to trample on the rights and freedoms of Canadians? Why do you think excessive honking means means that the government should strip citizens away from their rights? Our next and final witness is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Order allowed. <clears throat> oh, how I hope one day Justin Trudeau is really put on trial, as in a criminal court, <laughs> for offenses too numerous to mention right here. Well, Dre, as I mentioned before the break, um, Extinction Rebellion, they have their own little International Women's Day message, and it's this. Climate breakdown increases violence against women. Climate breakdown increases sexual violence. Climate breakdown displaces more women than men. Climate breakdown increases the socioeconomic gender divide. Hashtag International Women's Day. Now, first of all, Adria, there's a lot of confusion out there with these climate change knobs in terms of weather versus climate, which are two different things. But going by their proviso that a bad weather event or a storm is indicative of climate change, BC has had some wicked weather events uh, recently, yeah. as I'm sure in the six billion history of BC before it was called BC and colonized, it had those events too. Um, tell me, Drea, have you experienced more <laughs> violence? Have you experienced, God forbid, sexual assaults? Have you somehow yeah. been displaced from your home? Although no. your husband's still there because it affects women more than men. Can you explain this madness to me? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, no, I can't even wrap my head around it. And of course, they don't have a link there to explain more. They just have their hashtags. They just say these fu funny phrases and, uh, you know, come out like that. I'm surprised they didn't glue themselves, glue their boobs down to the cement or something like that. But no, actually, the worse the weather is, 
it's proven that women are safer. There's less rapes and attacks on women that actually help happen when the weather's out of control for obvious reasons there. Um, but what I did see during uh, our flooding, for example, that uh, trapped many people in on the lower mainland or out in the Okanagan was uh, that there was a rise in discrimination against unvaccinated people because they were not ah. able to get home. They were not able to go through the U.S. at first um, to find a way to get back home from where they were at the time. And eventually those rules changed. So I have no clue what these people are talking about. You know what, Drea? That is a brilliant point. Yes, the climate or more appropriately, the weather is discriminating against people, but it's not along gender lines. It's along vaccination lines. In mm -hmm. other words, if you haven't agreed to take an experimental jab, uh, you are a second class citizen. You are a member of, um, well, uh, jab apartheid, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word. But they don't talk about that because I suspect these people, they're all in with getting double jabbed and wearing a face mask even right now. <laughs> well, and it's also um, something that's working against the middle class or the hardworking individuals that are the backbones of our provinces in our country. Because let's face it, the changes that they're advocating for are going to affect their businesses, their livelihood, and then all of us who depend on that. And, you know, Adria, I would love to see them provide evidence, statistics, yeah. data that this is a thing. It seems that they just come up with this thing right out of their rectum. And if they repeat it long enough and loud enough, people will believe it. But uh, as Clara Peller, uh, the Wendy spokesman, used to say, uh, where's the beef? What? How can you prove that um, bad weather uh, discriminates against women more so than men. I, I, I'm trying to guess how that might be a thing. I got nothing, Drea. I think that everybody's just getting away with this whole, uh, I don't agree with you, it's hate. That it, This is a perfect <laughs> example of what's happening here. And they are just diminishing these words. They have no meaning anymore. Someone who is actually hateful is going to get away with things because people won't even look sideways. If you say that person's a hateful individual or a racist, no one's even going to look. Because at this point, I saw a chart that said, uh, I can't remember what it said, but it said something like far right, for example, that's used way overused. And it said the liberals like political spectrum of far right. And it had like a little corner of love and then everything else was qualified as far right. Like that's what we're seeing here with these terms. Uh, they're just describing the everyday average normal person as a hateful, racist, misogynistic uh, bigot. Yeah, you're right. I think far right. I think the benchmark definition these days, Drea, is if you are on the right of uh, mousy tongue, uh, you are far right. <laughs> okay. I think it's but... literally just if you're right. At this point, if you're right <laughs> exactly. about something, you're far right. <laughs> In incredible. <laughs> Any social issue, at least. Well, moving on to an ongoing story that I'm sure is driving uh, the Liberal Party of Canada absolutely mad because even members, I'm proud to say in the mainstream media <clears throat> they're kind of calling out uh blackface on this too this china crisis mm -hmm. this idea of you know the dictatorship of communist china interfering with our elections uh yeah. even that is a bit of a bridge too far 
uh, even if it is uh, Justin Trudeau uh, funding the mainstream media. It just stinks so bad. Uh, to me, Drea, it's Watergate on steroids. Um, and uh, it's not going away. It, it survived the 24-hour and the 48-hour news cycle, and we're into, I guess, the second week now. And let's play a clip. It's, uh, oh, knock me down with a feather. Justin Trudeau is dodging questions <laughs> on when he knew about uh, Chinese interference. And I'd go a step further. Did you collude with the government mm -hmm. of China on that interference? But let's see uh, Blackface doing his uh, tap dancing best. <laughs> New allegations that as of August 2019, you were aware of Chinese government funding of candidates ahead of that election. What did you know about Chinese government funding of election candidates and when did you know it? What did you do about it then? One of the reasons that we are putting in place a special rapporteur on top of uh, the work and the full access that NSI COP and NCRA have, the members, the, the conservative, liberal and NDP and senators, members of the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians will have access and have access to all top secret documents, all briefings that might have been made or could have been made or were not made when from CSIS to parliamentarians. The process around this <laughs> remains uh, something that we have to make sure is looked at by parliamentarians and by experts who have proper security clearances for I understand the extent to which Canadians have very real questions about this. It is of concern to people that China continues to try to interfere and other countries are interfering in our democratic processes in uh, the core of our democracy. It is so important that authorities, parliamentarians, and experts with the proper clearances can look into everything that was done in a responsible way, in a way that doesn't put at risk security, in a way that doesn't put at risk national security, in a way that doesn't compromise uh, the people who work uh, but did you compromise the 2019? As we know, this is an issue that needs to be taken extremely seriously. This government has always taken it extremely seriously. And to be quite honest, I know that no matter what I say, Canadians continue to have questions about what we did and what we didn't. And that is why an independent special rapporteur is going to be able to look at the entire landscape and dig deeply into everything anyone knew at any point and come back to it. Mr. Andrew, do you deny knowing ahead of the election? Sir, does you not, Mr. These are issues that deserve to be looked at with deep seriousness and with such... Yeah, not just any old regular normal du rigueur rapporteur, but a special rapporteur. Sounds like a all-star on a certain uh, Toronto basketball team or something like yeah. that. But, you know, Dre, I just love the look in Blackface's uh, face there. 
it reminds me, I think it might have been on the Ed Sullivan show. It was a, a very old black and white clip, and it was a lion tamer act. And suddenly the lions have come to the realization, this is just one guy with a chair and a whip. Why? And we're man eaters. Why are we doing tricks? And they're they're getting rebellious. And it's that look of fear. But you want to contain the fear because, you know, uh, right. they can smell fear. Right. And likewise, uh, Trudeau is there looking at his state funded stenographers. And it's almost a look of disbelief and fear on his face. <laughs> I'm funding you. You're supposed to be my media puppets. What are you doing to me? Why are you asking me all these impolite questions? To me, Drea, because mainstream media people are finally asking real relevant yeah. questions about Trudeau and his fellow liberals. This, to me, suggests that they know this is a huge scandal and mm -hmm. it can't be covered up by some internal special rapporteur that reports to Justin Trudeau privately. Your yeah, thoughts? It's secrecy, 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 secrecy. That's all he's <laughs> saying there. And yes, it's extremely satisfying to see the state-backed media really give it to him, ask questions, continue to probe when he's clearly avoiding those questions. And what kind of skills, where do you get those skills to be able to talk for four minutes, to answer a question for four minutes without actually answering a single thing? Like, how do you learn that? That's not just the drama skills. I don't know where you have to go to master that. Um, but you're right, they're starting to see through it. And I think it's probably because A, it's a huge scandal. And there's a lot of people, like even he's saying there, that want to have answers to this. When did he know? That is exactly what we need to know. There was a National Post article about it as well, um, titled The Liberals Filibuster Committee to Prevent Trudeau's Chief of Staff from Testifying. So Conservative MP Michael Cooper presented a motion to have Katie Telford <clears throat> appear alone for three hours in front oh. of the Procedure and House Affairs Committee. So she would have a lot to say about this matter. Um, lower down, um, he says the heart of the issue, uh, this is MP Cooper, says the heart of the issue is what the Prime Minister chose to do when he first knew about it and what he did or failed to do about Beijing's interference. In order to get to the bottom of that, it's imperative that we hear from the prime minister's top aide, which makes perfect sense. But of course, they don't want that to happen. That's the why they want this, this secret thing to happen over and over here, there where they can manage all of the information and filter out a, uh, you know, kind of like the public inquiry. There was secrecy there to protect our, our uh, nation, right? Um, so it can come out and, you know, it, it, nothing's wrong, another scandal, right? But I hope, I hope, and I pray that this time will be different. I, I do too, uh, Drea, and it's fascinating to watch this story evolve. I mean, as, as and we know that what's been reported by both uh, the Globe and Mail, Robert Fife and Global News, is that CSIS reached out to him uh, with the candidacy of Han Dong basically mm -hmm. warning the prime minister that, hey, listen, this is a bad actor. This is a Beijing puppet. Yeah. And Trudeau would have none of it. And that goes back years. And by the way, maybe we can 
run a little video of our caper. Lincoln Jay went to Handong's um, constituency office uh, on Monday to ask him some questions. Oh, shockers. Can you believe it? Uh, he wasn't there. And indeed, the entire office was locked down. But we did speak to some passionate Canadians. But the other thing, Drea, as you know, um, two things would suggest why Justin Trudeau would be more than happy to have a foreign entity, especially the Chinese dictatorship, interfere with the elections. One, he stated 10 years ago that he has admiration for China in terms of getting things done. What did he mean by getting things done? Rigging an election, maybe? Yeah, that yeah. that looks to be the case. And secondly, There's look simple at, dictatorship. Exactly. And secondly, what were the goals of Beijing in 2019 and 2021, the last two federal elections? What was a three-part goal? It was to get 11 liberal MPs that were basically puppets for China elected, including Han Dong. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it was to get certain conservative MPs, according to ex-leader Aaron O'Toole, the number would be nine, unelected. And O'Toole says that nine conservatives lost their seats due to yeah. Chinese interference. So that's number one's good for Trudeau. Number two is good for Trudeau. And the third goal, of course, was to make certain that the liberals maintain a minority government. And as I've often said, to me, that's baffling because, you know, Trudeau's our boy. But you know what? Let's keep him on a short leash. right? Let, let's not yeah. let him get full of himself uh, just in case he does something we don't like. And maybe we can trigger an election and uh, get him out of power. Uh, that's how I read into it, because if Trudeau's your man, why wouldn't you want him to have a majority government, Drea? Yeah, you got to keep him on a tight leash. And the other question is here. How deep is the core of this onion? If we keep pulling back layers, is it going to go to a previous election too? So it's no surprise that, uh, you know, he wants this. They don't want to answer these questions and they don't want a proper investigation done. And those of you who uh, might be interested in more about the conservative MPs that um, it appears may have been tossed due to this interference. I do have an interview uh, with former MP Kenny Chu who mm. uh, came out right away and explained why, even before the Conservative Party went, um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but very close to, he right away said he could tell that there was interference from Beijing in his election. So it's an interesting interview, and perhaps I should catch up with him now. Um, I'm thinking out loud now, but I think I will send out an inquiry to see what he thinks now that this is all coming to fruition. Oh, well, the interference was blamed. I mean, when it came to Handong yeah. here in Toronto, Drea, you had Chinese seniors being bussed into, uh, you know, polling booths uh, with a magic marker, his name written on their arm, just in case uh, they were suffering from memory loss. They need, they need uh, nearly, uh, you know, merely look down upon their arm. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Ken Chu out in British Columbia. Uh, I... Given the surname, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess he's a Chinese Canadian. Um, yeah. So Steve given that, Richmond. yeah. So if his assertion is indeed true that he lost his seat uh, thanks to Chinese meddling, um, where is blackface on anti or, or, yeah. or Chinese racism? Uh, it, I guess racism against Chinese Canadians is okay if it's a conservative 
Chinese Canadian. Not okay if it's a liberal Chinese Canadian. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. When it works in his favor, like <laughs> racism is anything that goes against what he wants. Okay. And you know, yeah. there's plenty of blame to go around on. Uh, why we haven't seen more action here. I mean, as you know, Blackface says he's going to get to the bottom of this scandal, meaning he's going to find out who the whistleblower is you know, at ceases yeah. rather than address the actual foreign meddling. But uh, God oh, bless uh, the whistleblower. Thank you. Thank 100%. you. 100%. But isn't now the time for Jugmeet Singh to take a courageous stance and say, you know what, when we signed up for this coalition, we didn't know about this Chinese interference. We can no longer prop up this government. Eh, not quite so fast. Oh, let's hear uh, Jugmeet Singh, again, <clears throat> knock me down with a feather, brushing off questions uh, regarding calls for a public inquiry. <sighs> what a disgrace. public inquiry after your party just voted a committee to say that there needs to be a public inquiry. No, no, no. We've said that there's two things that need to be met. And, and I've said that again and again. And I've opened up the door to how this is met. But we need to see a process that's independent and public. And right now, my concerns are that with the appointment of a special rapporteur, it will qualify as independent. But I still remain concerned about the public element of it. And that's what I remain. That's why I believe the public inquiry is the best path. But uh, I will be open to hearing if those two criteria are met. But right now, I don't think they're met, and that's why I'm raising my concerns. What happens if they're not met? When you get to the end of this process, you don't like the fact that they are not doing a public inquiry, the special rapporteur. Would you withdraw your support? That's not a decision we're making today, and we'll, we'll assess the information that comes before us, and we'll let you know once we see the next steps in terms of if they're satisfactory or not. But right now, we're saying very clearly that uh, the independence seems to be met with this idea of a special rapporteur, but we're still concerned about the public element of it. Canadians need to know that everything is being done to protect our democracy, and right now we're concerned about that. Your committee motion that you worked on with the Conservatives called for opposition parties to be consulted on whoever leads a public inquiry. Should they not also then be consulted on whoever uh, leads a special rapporteur? Yes, I think it's a good idea to do so. Uh, in the past, that's not been the case, but I think it is a good idea. You know, Drea, to use a hockey metaphor, mm -hmm. what Jugmeet Singh is doing here, it's called ragging the puck. And what I mean by that, if this is not enough evidence, uh, even if it's just hearsay for him to withdraw his support for the Trudeau Liberals, um, what is? What is mm -hmm. Like I said, this is Watergate on steroids. And the 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 ragging the puck uh, metaphor. What do I mean by that, Drea? Is that uh, look at the timeline. Um, he's only at the end of the first period. He's got to get to twenty twenty five when we have to yeah. have a federal election uh, because that would mean six years, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty five. That means his full pension uh, kicks in, win, lose, or draw. And you know, Jugmeet Singh. Hey. Armani suits, a Rolex watch, a BMW M3. What is that? Um, 500 horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> not, not big on the climate change narrative when it comes to his sports cars. Uh, this man is a disgrace, Drea. Well, and to me, it speaks to kind of what you're saying there, but it just shows he's not in this to win it. He's not trying to be prime minister. Yeah. Uh, he knows his role and he's playing it well. And so he scratches Trudeau's back when it needs to be scratched. So you're right. So that he can get his pension and 
whatever other perks you get from um, being a lapdog for Trudeau. But hypocritically, he also spoke out against the conservatives. He says that the um, just the other day, he says that the liberals and the conservatives teamed up to push down uh, universal health care. And so I was like, I, I commented something along the lines of, do you feel used and abused for how much you teaming up you've been doing with Trudeau? And here, when it is an obvious moment where you should be separating yourself, what party leader would want to be associated with what's going on here? You should wash your hands clean and say, this is my out. Uh, yeah, we want this to be properly investigated and take a hard stance. Yeah. And, you know, Drea, when it comes to universal health care, once again, uh, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. I think of the former uh, NDP leader, Jack Layton, when he needed a hernia operation, did he get in line? Oh, no. He went to Thornhill to the Shouldice Clinic a private clinic. He got it done there. So as they say, socialism ain't for the socialists, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Andrea, we should, um, one more video of uh, Trudeau in full deflection mode about the uh, Chinese Communist Party interfering with our democracy. And oh my gosh, he blames a former prime minister for what's going on today. Yeah. You'll never believe it. it. <laughs> I saw this, my goodness. <laughs> I will again highlight that Mr. Polyev has long been opposed to the idea of a National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians. When he was part of Stephen Harper's government, they were directly and aggressively opposed to the idea of swearing in of get, getting um, high uh, top secret security clearances to opposition MPs so that a committee of parliamentarians with the appropriate clearances from all parties could lean in deeply and thoroughly into the actions that our intelligence community is taking or not taking to keep Canadians safe. This was something that the Conservative Party long opposed, and it's something that Mr. Polyev, despite excellent work done over the past many years by Conservative members on the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, Mr. Polyev continues to misrepresent and uh, attack this important oversight body that was modeled on uh, what countries around, democracies around the world do to keep Canadian, to keep their citizens safe, and indeed is a committee that regularly puts out public reports to Parliament on extremely delicate issues that they have dug into deeply. We have strong institutions and responsible leadership is about supporting those institutions, even as uh, one finds points of disagreement with other political parties. Yeah, so according to Blackface, uh, this is Prime Minister Stephen Harper's doing. He wanted a weak uh, security system in place to achieve the ultimate goal of a liberal government getting elected yeah, thanks to Chinese interference. How do you make yeah. sense of this? Trina? The nerve, the nerve, like, 
how does like I don't know if he just thinks about this on the spot or he goes home and scripts it or whatever and then comes out <laughs> but it's just laughable <laughs> and thankfully so because people like you said even liberals are gonna look at that and go what did you just say did you yeah. literally just blame Stephen Harper for the oversight here that's <laughs> nuts and, and, um, and you know something Drea um one of the biggest lies about not having a public inquiry as opposed to a secretive inquiry is, well, we don't want all our intelligence gathering secrets mm. uh, being put out on the floor for the world to see. I'm sorry. Um, to get information for specific questions doesn't mean you have to reveal uh, how the information was obtained. It doesn't, you don't have to yeah. show all your spying skullduggery. Right. You know, but this is what they're clinging to as well. It's not in the national interest. Because it's fear-based. Because if someone doesn't think too hard of that, they go, okay, well, we don't want to be unsafe. Meanwhile, this is the prime minister who let everybody know how high you can plate something uh, for us not to be able to see it when we were talking about the the balloons. <laughs> Remember that? So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, again, it's uh, let's fear that their safety will be on risk in risk if we do it this way. We do have a, a few chats. Thank you so much for those of you who have Fantastic. chat to chime in. Maddie Poo, oh, I like the name, uh, gives a $10 donation. Thank you very much. And says, will Canada need to suffer Trudeau Castro for the rest of 2023 and 2024? When can PM Blackface McGrower, <laughs> your name is getting coined, <laughs> uh, go from prime feminister, like it, Back to regular old male feminists. Well, I don't really think he is a feminist, um, but I suppose we have to wait to see what happens to the next election. I personally don't think there's going to be an early one. What do you think, David? You know, typically the shelf life of minority governments in uh, Canada, oh, Drea, true. it's about 18 yeah. months and uh, two years uh, at the outside. So in other words, I don't think this year, I also don't think 2025, I think the sweet spot is 2024. But Matty Poo, I would suggest you send your question to Jagmeet Singh. Uh, he's yeah, the one. That's the deciding factor. Yeah, yeah he holds the hammer. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how many disgraces, how many scandals that this uh, government is going to have to author before Jugmeat grows a set and says we can no longer on an ethical or moral basis prop up this government. But like I said, the unspoken strategy for Jugmeat is that pension. He's got he likes to live life high on the hog, you know. Mm -hmm. And Maddie Pooh is full of witty comments. He donates another ten dollars to you. say special rapporteur, more like government saboteur. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. There's, there's a rhyming couplet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. Um, and then we have here from Ableist SL, donates $5. Thank you. Says, get pop filters for mics. Thoughts on the Dilbert creator suggesting people avoid Blacks because of racism is rampant among them. I wished your premium subscription allowed me to not pay for Super Chats. Oh, well, you know, a, that's, on that's the, the last question, um, we have to get our funding somewhere, my friend. Uh, unlike our mainstream media competitors, 
we're not funded uh, by the government. Uh, that's involuntary funding. If you have a problem, too bad. You know, it's funny, Dre, my recent issue of the tragically named uh, Richmond Hill liberal uh, plopped on my porch the other day. And right on the front page, it, it has the logo, the federal government of Canada logo and a statement. It's in super fine print, but the message uh, resounds funded by the government of Canada. So they're not hiding it anymore. Um, so we have to get our money from somewhere. As for the Dilbert um, creator, uh, I just found his comments incredibly sad. The fact that you would throw an entire race of people under the bus for um, you know the misbehavior of a minority, uh, a minority number that is, uh, I don't think that's very thought out. Uh, I, you know, the idea that um, because you know I can point to certain crimes being committed by certain black people, that means the entire black race uh, has to be you know disposed of. We have to shun them. We have to turn our backs on them. We what have to reinstall apartheid. Um, I found that disturbing and unfair and uncalled for. I'm going to chime in. So I was really outspoken about this on my Twitter. I didn't do a report on it. But um, first of all, Dilbert's comments were related to a very poorly uh, posed question um, that a lot of people could interpret in different ways. It was something along the lines of, is it okay to be white? Um, so there are different ways that you could perceive that, especially if you are a person of color. It's, it's, like you, it's almost as if you're saying, is it okay to be white, but not okay to be black? It's just very poorly worded, number one. But I don't think his comments are doing much favors for the conservative movement. That's what I've been speaking out. I'm seeing a lot of division since it's happening. It's absolutely true that when it comes to uh, violent crimes, especially in America, there is a disproportional amount um, that needs to be talked about, that continues to be talked about from the Black community, and it needs to be addressed. But what I personally notice, and actually what a few other Black conservatives are starting to speak out about as well, is just the rise in videos that are making that disproportion look completely um, inflamed, almost like that's all the people who are doing these violent crimes. And you see this division happening in the comments amongst profiles that appear to be conservatives. I don't know if they're bots or not saying, hey, go home. I'm like, I'm in Canada. I don't even live in your country. Um, so I feel like people need to be very careful with this. And uh, just to wrap this up, because I know we're at, almost out of time here. But the last few years, we've seen a heightened move to make white people look racist. In many posts on this, in many videos, commentary, that's what gets shared. That's what gets uh, preferred. So be very careful with race baiting. When you see um, a rise where they're trying to make a whole race look as something bad, let's be smarter about that this time and treat people as individuals. 100%, Drea. And you know what? If you are ever in the realm of a reporter asking you a confusing question, maybe it's a good idea to say, um, what are you saying exactly? So you know, um, you know, to avoid uh, some uh, quicksand, uh, if that if that was the goal of that. But I just think um, it was a really ha ham-fisted explanation, Drea. He could have said it better. Um, yeah. And... Uh, 
I guess life goes on. Do we have any more? Um, yeah, one more from Fraser McBurney. Thank you very much. Donates $5. Thank you. Says, since I've changed back to using cash, I've noticed I spend less. Try it. You'll like it. You know what? Oh, uh, well, Fraser yeah, yes. That's actually a budgeting tip is to spend cash. I know that I took a budgeting course and they say have these little envelopes because when you're watching it, the money melts away. It's not the same as that quick tap. So you're absolutely right. Uh, you you are right. I mean, buying something, say, for $350, putting on your credit card, you just uh, tap it and uh, presto, it's yours. But when you go into your wallet or purse and you're taking out $300 bills and a $50 yeah. bill. Oh, you could, I mean, that's when those bills, um, they have the weight of cinder blocks on <laughs> At least mm -hmm. to me, they do, Trey, because it's like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money uh, when it's not digitized. So I think that's a good consumer advice, Fraser. Well, and I'm taking a stand against places that won't accept our national currency. My favorite faux place, faux restaurant, love it. Uh, me and my son love to go there. They no longer accept cash. And I'm like, what are you doing to me? So you save money that way too, because instead of going to these places like that anymore and wasting your money, you're like, no, you know what? I'm not going to support that. And then you just make ramen noodles at home that don't Well, you good. know what? If it's a restaurant situation, uh, Dre, because I heard of a, a supermarket also saying they're not going to accept cash. Oh, wow. So a I guess you have to just leave without your groceries. But I think it was a restaurant with that policy. I'd order my meal. And then when it comes to pay, just say, I don't have a credit or debit card. What do you want to bet that suddenly cash isn't so toxic after all? Yeah. I mean, if it means not getting paid or accepting uh, filthy paper money, I think they're going to go with the paper money, hands down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I all think right. that's all of our chats and we're 10 after I have to run. How about you, David? I have, yes, I have to uh, prepare for the Ezra Levent show. I'm guest hosting for the Big Boss Man. So for all our premium content subscribers, uh, please tune in. I'll, I'll try to do my best as always. Um, and in the meantime, uh, I want to thank uh, Efren and Olivia behind the boards. I want to thank everyone that tuned in, especially those who gave a donation greatly appreciated. And my thanks, of course, to Drea Humphrey. I'll be back here tomorrow, I think, with Sheila Gunn-Reed, the she-devil herself. In the meantime, as always, stay safe and stay sane. Why are you calling the president?